up? What's up? Good morning. Good morning. Welcome back to the Stefan Era podcast. It's that time again. It's that time to get into it at the home of all things race, religion, and culture. Happy Skipping Day. Happy National Pet Parent Day and National Pigs in the Blanket Day. Yeah. So if you didn't know about all those three holidays today, well, now you do. Shout out to Fred Hampton. He's over there, uh, Cali native and stuff, and he's over there somewhere, man. I think he's in Virginia or something, but thanks for your donation, my brother, and for the support of the show. It's much appreciated. Shout out also to Damon Ford, who just got a little bit older and wiser. So appreciate you as well and hope you celebrated real well last week. And shout out to all the new subscribers to the website and to the podcast. So if you filled in the information you provided, your name and stuff like that, then I can see you. Right. So Gloria Bradley, Patrick Baptisu, Kelvin Wallace, uh, Tania Skinner. Thank all y'all. Thank y'all. And I appreciate y'all. Thanks for keeping up with her brother and subscribing as well. Right. So last week in observance of Easter, I shut my mouth. So there was no show. And the week before that, I did one, but it was a little bit low energy. But the reason it was low energy is because I had the, the lowest, uh, the, the hardest, um, the worst headache that you can imagine. Right now, with that headache, I had a choice to make. I could stay home, not do the show, and just work on healing the headache, or I could do what I did, baby. Right? I could suit up. I had a headache out of this world, but I still came in and I dropped 16 on y'all. Yep, a whole 16 minutes and 17 seconds of content. Look, if Jordan can play through the flu, if Kobe can play pit and rape charges allegations. Your boy can come up in here and drop his 16 too, right? I mean, that's how you reach legendary status in this podcast world. You can't win a podcast championship without giving your all to the team. And y'all right here are my team. And y'all showing up, so it's only right that I show up too, right? So it's all respect. Now, that being said, in my fine print, let me tell you what it says, right? If for some reason some stipulation situations happen, like I win the lotto or if a new kid pops up or the president calls me to do a top secret mission, which also involves tacos, then yeah, I ain't going to be around for a few weeks. But barring that, look, we here together. We in this space together. We in this time together. And we both here for this show. So you're going to be here and I'm going to be here. That's a commitment to you. And you should be excited about it and you should be enjoy it. You should enjoy it, right? This whole entire show that we're doing. Uh, I'm doing this podcast in seasons and I have no idea what that means except for this season one's about to end and season two is about to begin. So in two more episodes, um, season one will end. I will have done a total of 12 episodes by myself as a talking head and I'll be looking to do 12 more, but this time I want to try to bring in some guests, right? To be more interactive. Now my podcast is a little different in one sense because I'm literally building this thing and I'm growing and changing it as I progress. It isn't all the way put together, as you can see. And that's okay because if I looked at some of these lives around here, some of the people out there, let me tell you, this podcast is angelic and black compared to what I would find, right? (laughs) You guys know, you know, and I know completely. But season two, we'll have some guests in every episode. That's what I'm hoping for. And I'm trying to formulate that guest list now and maybe follow that by a season where hopefully... I'll be able to go live. See, I'll be able to see me on YouTube. You'll be able to see me on cam. You know, I got to dress all up. I won't be in basketball shorts and T-shirts and stuff like I am right now. Looking all rough. My hair ain't done. If I had hair, it ain't done right now. You know, I'm just a complete mess. And I'm sitting up in here. But 
by season three, maybe we hope to get there, right? And perhaps season four will enable these call-ins. You know, I know some people listen to the content of the show. Somebody got some things they want to say. So maybe we can work it out to where we can talk live and we can see what's happening right then and there. So just know that every 12 episodes or so, then something new will be coming, right? Something will be changing to this show. Uh, And we're two episodes away now from that first thing, whatever it may be that's actually going to happen. Now, also, just like your television shows, after these two next episodes, not including this one, then there'll be a break, right? And I'll return and we'll get back to rocking. During the break, I'll be promoting the show. And I would ask that you also reach out and share the show and promote it more than you have. And even if you don't like the whole show, then find an episode that you like and help grow it, help get it moving, right? Because it really does take a village. All right, enough of that. Now, I've heard some several stories of fathers this week, and these have been some rough, rough situations uh, when it comes to fatherhood. So one story, one father has a daughter who was 18, lives at home. Apparently, he was having her be responsible and pay some bills like, for instance, her own car insurance and groceries, things like that. Now, the father was changing the daughter. Um, He was trying to, you know, put some things into her to make her more responsible. But he was also charging her, uh, let's say, about $500, something like that, for car insurance. The daughter was paying the dad for car insurance because I guess he had her on his car insurance. And with everything else that was going on in the daughter's world, the daughter became broke to the point where she couldn't feed herself, I'm assuming, outside of the food that was already in the house. Now, daughter happens to look for ways to eventually make the finances a bit better, hits up the insurance, uh, goes with something cheaper, but finds out in the process that the insurance is like $100. So you have her dad charging her $500, but only costs $100. So, So Pops is out here robbing his daughter. For $400, right? In which he's been all of a sudden spending. He's been buying cell phones for him and his wife. He's been doing all kinds of things with that money that's been coming in monthly or whatever it is he was charging. And so now, obviously, the daughter feels some kind of way. And now there's an issue with that relationship. Another father out there also lives with his daughter and they cohabitate, but the father gets sick. And it's something serious enough to where he has to go to the hospital. And it's recommended to the father that he goes to a nursing home. Because there has to be somebody to take care of him and and give him shots and things like that. Well, father decides he doesn't want to do that, but he wants to go home. So now father goes home, but he his choice now places his daughter in a hard situation because it's a burden on her she didn't plan for. So now that daughter is being crushed by the responsibility of taking care of her father because of the choice that he made. Now, the daughter wasn't cohabitating. He would have went home and had nobody, right? But the fact that she was there, he decided, I'm going to go home and she going to do it without having that conversation with her. Also, I had a son who lived with his dad and his dad always seemed to provoke him and push him close to the edge of anger. Doesn't tell the son he loves him, doesn't tell him he cares for him at all. And so the the son finally gets of a certain age and decides, you know what? It's time for me to move out the house and be my own man, right? Which is something that his father never really accomplished. The father still lives in the same home that he grew up in. And instead of cheering on his son and supporting his son, he pushes his son even further into anger and hatred because his son accomplishing something that he couldn't accomplish himself. You know, y'all seen a movie like The Five Heartbeats? If you have, there's a scene there with Eddie Kane Jr. If you remember it, if you haven't watched it, go and watch it. But he's sitting there talking to his mom and his father walks up and says to him, you ain't going to be nothing because I ain't nothing. Right. And that's the PG version. But the, the father spoke into the son's life, disaster and tragedy, because he couldn't stand to see his son succeeding 
in ways that he himself could not succeed. But stories like this have been pouring into my ears all week long. You know, I've, I've been away from you guys. I've been hearing these random stories about these terrible fathers. And, I, and I'm asking the question, what is going on with fatherhood today? Now, some of these men who have been in our lives that we call fathers are, are just plainly terrible. And I'm not talking about the good men and good fathers. Let's get that straight, because there are more good fathers out there and more good men out there than there are bad ones, especially in the black community. But for that minority of fatherhoods who are modern day deadbeats that we're going to talk about today, then what's going on? Do we blame the war on drugs? You know, when Reagan flooded drugs into our communities and, and so black men and fathers were so busy getting high that the family and fathering just wasn't a thing, a priority anymore. Do we blame the entertainment industry when movies like Superfly came out in the era of black exploitation and everyone wanted to just be a pimp and sleep around and like temptations say, be a, be a rolling stone and wherever my house is my home? Is that what's going on? Do we blame the welfare system that said, women, we can support you and your children, but only if the father is out of the home. You blame the prison system. The system that locks up our fathers and throws away the key, leaving the children and mothers to survive on their own because they need that labor, right? Do we blame the labor system, maybe feminism, who say that men are too uneducated or dumb or maybe just overly intimidating and overly unqualified so we'll replace them with women in the workplace? Also, so we can tax the women as well and make more money. So now the kids have nobody at home to, to be there for them and, and nobody to care. Or maybe we blame the mothers, who through their smothering love and care actually spoiled, corrupted, and turned their sons into men who are self-centered, conceited, and think their only responsibility in life is making sure that they are taken care of, who, who think that everybody and everything are only in existence to serve them and be there for them hand and foot because that's what they learn from their mamas. And maybe the real answer is, that all these things have and continue to have an impact on the destruction of fatherhood and masculinity in our cultures. So although many may be able to rise above it, like a cake in the oven, sometimes a lot just fall. And instead of looking for the cause and issues, we allow these so-called fathers to breed, to go without accountability and correction, and then to be destructive. And now we have generations of terrible people that are out there because they're simply victims of terrible fatherhood. Fatherhood is also one of the most thankless jobs that I know. You know what it reminds me of, actually? A trash man. If I had to compare fatherhood to an actual profession for many of us dads, not all, but many, then I would say it's like being a trash man. Because, you know, you make it to drive a big, loud vehicle and dress up, but everything is about work. And everything is unappreciated. Does anyone ever run out to the trash man when he's collecting your garbage and tell him, hey, thanks for all the hard work you're doing, Mr. Trash Man. Thank you for the consistency. Thank you for taking away all the bad things, for cleaning up this mess. There aren't flowers. There aren't thank you cards. It's just done. Fatherhood we're talking about, right? And trash man. And it's expected to be done. That's that, you know? And for fathers, we're lucky if we even get a pair of socks on Father's Day. We may get a card. We may get something that's small and is the most minimal effort possible. And that sucks because we can't express it, right? We got to be happy. But men are told to shut up. Men are told to not express what we feel, so we don't. But we watch mom every year rake up and we hold in the same pair of socks or same T-shirts and no one even asks us what we want or like. And yet, that's still not an excuse. There's no excuse at all to be a father 
That's a deadbeat. And one of the reasons that fathers think it's okay to be a deadbeat is because there's no accountability. And when there is some sort of accountability, then these fathers run from it and become boys in grown-up body suits once again. Society literally crumbles because of the corrosion that is bad fatherhood. Daughters go out and, and date all these crazy men, become prostitutes and all this, so they think looking for a father, looking for the father that loved them that they never had. Sons become gang members and murderers and all this and thugs because they're looking for the fathers they never had. Ain't that what Pac said, right? Dear mama, I was looking for my father. He was gone. That's it. That's all he wanted was his dad, but his dad wasn't there. And if you can't be a father, then, then keep your members in your pants, sir. Keep your stuff in your pocket. And just because you made someone doesn't make you a father. You lay down, you put your half into the creation, right? And then you've been sorry ever since. You're not a father. You just... Stop giving fathers a bad name. You know, you're not a father at all. You know how I assess my fatherhood and how I would invite you to also assess my fatherhood and your own? The children. My children is how you assess my fatherhood. Not by my wife because she's not being fathered. Not by myself because I probably have lofty views of myself. But my children because they are firsthand direct recipients of my fatherhood. They decide if it's trash. They decide of his quality, plain and simple. But we have a rift today between generations because we also have a rift today within us that inhibits us from being great fathers. And until fathers are placed back into the forefront, meaning by society and by ourselves, meaning that we want to actually answer the call to fatherhood, then we got problems, y'all. We in trouble. And I'm going to come back eventually and we're going to talk about some of my own experiences with my own father real soon. But one thing that I'll tell you that I remember right now that he did was he showed favoritism to my sister and it was blatant and it was out in the open. You know, my sister, it was incredible. She asked him one day, Hey, why are you treating him differently? Right. In a sense, she asked that question. It wasn't directly the question, but it was something like, why are you treating him differently? And his response was something like, because he was the oldest child and the first child. I didn't know what I was doing. And, and, and by the time you came, I had time to practice. And, and that, then all of a sudden I was good. And it sounds logical. But the truth was, we're only like five years apart, and, and he just had a favorite, and he wanted to treat her better. That's the truth. He could have picked up a book, took some parenting classes, watched some TV shows, talked to other parents. There's a million ways and a million options to help you become a great father if that's what you want to be. But instead, many of us are terrible fathers, and then we're faced with the truth of that. Instead of owning up, we want to make excuses. Destroying our children, but want to make excuses as to why and how we're ill-prepared. Wake up, men, because a lot of us are nothing but sperm donors, and we pathetic ones at that. I don't care what you've been through. You man up, and you do better for your children, period. It amazes me how many men I run into constantly who have nothing but excuses. I mean, they aren't even men. They're just aged boys, and it's sickening. You haven't grown up yourself but you're raising the next generation to be even worse than you are. I mean, parenting as a whole has decayed. I get horrified when I see parents and grownups listening to things and watching things and talking certain ways and the kids sitting right there. You drinking in front of the kid, you smoking in front of the kid, you cussing in front of the kid. Like there is no regard for youth at all. One person I know even drank and smoked with their kids and invited them to do it at home as a family. But again, where are the fathers? It's time for them to wake up and, and out of their slumber. You know what I'm saying? When men are hungry, somehow you find a way to find something to eat. When you want sex, when you want to urinate, you need some money, you figure all that out. But when it comes to being responsible for the life you created, then all of a sudden you want to cave. 
but you want respect for that title that you didn't earn. You want, you want respect and recognition for the accomplishments of a child that you didn't support. It's just sickening. As society, we have to stop making room for it. We have to stop allowing it to happen. But that takes work, right? I mean, if he find women, you're not thinking about if he going to make a good father should you get pregnant or if he'll even be there to be a father if you get pregnant. You're just thinking about the moment. And as a mother, sometimes you ain't even thinking about what type of man our, your son will become. You just spoiling that kid and savoring the moment. Oh, he's so cute. He this, he that. I want to buy him all that. Stop living for the moment, ladies. You're part of the problem because you're living for the moment. You ain't even thinking about the future. Men come through you last time I checked. And you have a part to play in this deadbeat fatherhood situation as well. You know, you are some of the main ones. Some of the main voices I hear that complain are women. That men ain't nothing. That your baby daddies ain't nothing. That men are deadbeats. Yet you raise your kids exactly to be what you're complaining about. Now, I'm a father and I care about it. And there's a lot of fathers who are black men who care about it, who are doing the work tirelessly and see them and appreciate them. Look, if you got one in your house, then do something for him today. Turn this off right now and go honor that man. If you got a father that's worth something, then you call him and you let him know how amazing he is. Don't even let tomorrow come because tomorrow he could be dead and gone and you missed it. If you got a father who hasn't been there, and who hasn't supported you, then let him know too. You need to let him know how you feel, how it's affected you, but that you all right, and you ain't gonna repeat the same thing, and you're gonna do better than what he did to you. And women, be mindful of how you're raising your sons. Stop giving them everything because you're corrupting them, and you're making them the problem for someone else. You're literally training them that women exist to do all these things. You're creating your own problems. And to those men out there who have messed up and, and missed out and failed, this is your clarion call. Get back. You don't have to tomorrow. Get back now. You go and you apologize and you make it right. That's what a man does. If the, if the door gets slammed in your face a thousand times, and so what? It doesn't matter because you let days go by creating this problem, not fixing this problem, causing this pain in the lives of your children. And, and, and you need to invest in those days and make it right with your children. You didn't cower. You didn't run. You didn't cave when you were treating your kids the way you did. Don't cower away now. Face what you did and earn your way back. It's just that simple. I don't know where this came from, y'all. And I don't even know if it makes sense to anybody. But bad fatherhood is like a sickness. It's like a disease in our community and everybody plays a part. But besides everybody pointing fingers, what are we doing about it? We all know it's a problem, but what are we doing about it? It's not Father's Day today. And I think that we got a couple months to go before we even get our new pair of socks from the dollar store. You know, I, I think it's months to go. Sometime in June, we get them socks. You know what I'm saying? I bet you look up, you need to probably go and invest in, in some stock. You know what I'm saying? Go find out who makes socks and go buy that stock because in June... That mug gonna skyrocket. You're gonna be a rich person. I'm telling you right now. Take all your money. I ain't a financial expert, but take all your money and invest in socks. Cause in June, them socks gonna take off. I'm telling you. You know, you, you hey, after June, sell that bad boy. But right now, go on, go on find the, the, the sock makers and you invest in them stocks, right? But seriously, fathers need help. The good ones need support, they need encouragement. They need appreciation. And the bad ones need confrontation and accountability. It's not going to be easy, right? The road is not easy ahead. But if you want the pain to stop, if you want the healing to begin, if you want transformative societies, if you want divine order, then someone has to step up 
and help to make it happen. What part are you going to play? I mean, are you going to do your part today? You have a father out there. What, what's going on with it? You know, and if your father is passed, hey, I understand that. But someone else in your life took that mantle. And if they didn't, then you might be a father yourself or on your way to it. You know, are you going to counseling? Are, are you trying to work out the issues that are within you that got passed down from your father and his father? The chain has to be broken and things have to stop. Again, I don't know why I got on this. I came in here and, and this is what happened, right? So fatherhood, y'all. We got to work on our fatherhood. We almost out of time. Look, if you enjoyed this episode or the show at all, then I encourage you to subscribe to the podcast, support the podcast financially. Are simply share it with people that you think it could help. The website is thestephanera.com, thestephanera.com. One more time for those in the back, thestephanera.com. And this is what we do. But seriously, y'all, fathers, there's been so many stories recently about fathers who were just deadbeats. And it's sad and it's sickening. But at the same time, what are we doing to prevent fathers from being that way? We're not encouraging fathers. We're not supporting fathers. When's the last time that a woman went to her husband and said, man, I appreciate your fatherhood. I love how you thank you for fathering. I don't know one man who told me that, you know, I mean, so it's only a matter of time for that man breaks down. You put all this work and effort in like the trash man and get no recognition. You know, you expected to be there. You talk bad about if you ain't there, but you get no love and respect while you are there. So for the fathers that are there, that are filling in those gaps, that are doing what you're supposed to do, man, I appreciate you. I do. You know, even when I go to restaurants and I see like a dad with his with his two daughters, man, I want to buy him lunch for real. I did that once at Roscoe's. Y'all know about Roscoe's. Woo, y'all missing out. But Roscoe's, look it up. Roscoe's in Inglewood, man. I saw this dad and, and he was in there with his two daughters. And, and I just, it just touched me because that's what a, that's, that's fatherhood. That's fatherhood. And so I said, bro, can I buy your lunch, man? Can I buy your dinner for you and daughters? He was like, yeah, cool. His daughter, his daughter swear I was a celebrity. I was like, I'm not, I'm nobody, sweetheart. <laughs> I don't know who you think I am, but I'm nobody, but I want to buy this for you. So I brought the whole entire meal and I ain't bragging, but man, it's, it's just a joy to see fathers out there being fathers. And it even moves me because we need that. It's valuable and important in our lives. So if you're listening to this podcast, like I said before, go out there today and thank that man who is being that father because he's sacrificing every single day, killing himself every single day, and he getting socks. And he might not be getting sex. It's a whole different issue. We need to get into that because we out of time, but he might be getting that. So show your men in your life, those who have been fathers to you, those who have done the work, give them their flowers now. Respect them today. Go out there now and handle it. And for those those men who haven't been, let them know. Confront them. Have them face what that is. I need to tell you. I probably told you before. Let me tell you again how I feel. You know, open that door up. And, and, and for those fathers who have been those deadbeats, who've been messing, man, get back. Pick up the phone. Make some effort. You know what I'm saying? Work your way back. You the one at the end of the day who's sorry. You know the hurt that you feel and the pain that you feel over your loss. Fix it. Fix it. It's up to you to fix it. Be a man. Get out there and fix it. That's all I got to say, fam. Hope you have a fabulous week. Listen, have a great week out there. Until we meet again, peace, love, and grace. We out.